Hello, Ned here, and I've got a pretty big update about this campaign, Imptab Avatar 10,000 Things. The episode that you are currently listening to is going to be the second to last episode in this campaign. Yes, next week's episode is going to be the finale of 10,000 Things. We've all been pretty surprised here at how quickly things have been ramping up towards the end, but all of the pieces of the puzzle are starting to come together in a pretty major way. We have already recorded the finale, and we're very happy with how it turned out. We think this campaign has gotten to a very good conclusion. We're excited for you to hear it. Just wanted you to be aware going into this. But this episode itself is really packed. A lot of great stuff in here. We're excited for you to hear it. So without further ado, on with the show. Previously on ImpTab Avatar. Following their harrowing experience near the Banyan Grove tree against the terrible Swamp Swallower, the Knowledge Seekers brought Kiyumi and Washa and Vinny back to the Swampbender village, where unfortunately Rui Pan and Mama Millie were not too happy about the fact that Kiyumi had followed you off into the forest unsupervised. You spoke with Rui Pan a little bit, trying to convince him that, you know, Kiyumi is smart, she's capable, she can do her own stuff but he unfortunately was not hearing too much of her leaving the swamp. And you spoke a little bit with Kumi and she decided that she would stay there for a while longer, but that eventually someday you might be able to team back up, agreed to be charcoal pals with good old Zaya. <laughs> and afterwards you headed out of the swamp with Roken and all of his crew. They went off in their own direction and you went off in your own direction, eventually met up with Takushi who gave you a ride to the Misty Palms Oasis. And then you caught a giant rhinoceros beetle back to Wanshitong's library where you connected with your old friends. Amar finally fixed Fifi, fully functional and everything. Had some chats with Wanshitong and did some advancement. And right when we left off, you guys were heading towards the village of Yudao, the very first Fire Nation colony in the Earth Kingdom, and significant for a couple reasons. One being, this is presumably Taya's hometown, and the second being, this is the location of a restaurant called the Persimmering Dragon, where you guys need to go and meet the Walkman from Amar's vision. <laughs> What's going to happen when our heroes finally reach Yudao? Let's find out here in the world of Avatar Legends. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, the Avatar Legends actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Caleb Anderton, stoked for sweater season. McKenna Steele, it's Christmas season. Debatable. <laughs> and Christian Randall. 29? Oh, the birthday yeah. boy. Man, it's been a while since we recorded our last episode. So, uh, McKenna, I don't know if you remember, but you also talked about Christmas in the intro to our last episode right before this. <gasps> did I? Yeah. What did I say? You just said that you were excited for Christmas. It still stands. Yep, it's going to stand for the rest of the year. Yes, it is. And then until next Christmas, and then until I die, or until I have a traumatic event at Christmas, and then I no longer enjoy the sweet uh -oh. nothings of the season. Okay, <laughs> something happier. Christian, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, so thank handsome. you. Yeah, and big thanks to the patrons for all the birthday wishes. That was really sweet. I really appreciated all of that. 
You guys are the bomb. We got birthday wishes in Bulgarian and Finnish and Spanish and German and Pig Latin. Australian. <laughs> yeah. And English. And you said happy birthday yourself in Ukrainian. I, I did. Yeah, we got a pretty well-rounded group of individuals on that Discord. They're a good group of, of folks. And you could join them for only $5 a month at <laughs> patreon.com slash improv tabletop. Please do. We'd be happy to see you. Not a sponsor. The only sponsor. <laughs> Actually, yes. The only existing sponsor for Improv Tabletop. <laughs> well, guys, 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 you are on your way to Udao, a place that we here at Improv Tabletop have not visited since the Food Fight one shot, like almost a year ago at this point. Wow. Yeah. And as you start pulling into town, you're riding along on Fifi, you're getting a lot of interesting looks as you come like riding in through some of the outlying farms and whatnot and this is a this is a nice looking place very industrious there's amar one of the reasons you're remembering now that you came here early on with your father back in the day is because this being like the first place where fire nation and earth kingdom citizens were really living together this is also the place where metalworking started to get like really really refined with these two cultures coming together mm. and so your father with his technology influences came and was like looking around the place looking at all the, the metallurgy and whatnot and that little uh, just kind of sense memory is starting to come back to you as you're driving into this nice little place here. This is nice. I vaguely remember being here. This is a good place. Jetsoon turns to you. His normally large eyes behind his glasses, even larger behind the protective goggles and beneath <laughs> the shadow of the large helmet he's wearing in the little sidecar, <laughs> looks over to you and Zaya both on the, on the back of the motorcycle. You two look remarkably well-rested after that ride. I must admit, my backside's a little sore, but you two look stronger than ever. Like, maybe really stronger than ever? Perhaps you leveled up on the ride. Oh, <laughs> yes. We forgot about that. Mm -hmm. So, yes, Caleb, you got two advancements last time. What did you pick for those? I decided to pour them all into creativity. Mm. The first thing I did was I took a plus one to my creativity to bring it up to a plus two, and then I stole a move from another playbook, bringing it up to a plus three, maxed out. Yeah. So... Take that, Dai Li. You guys aren't catching me anymore. I'm going to be <laughs> uh, uh, a creative uh. little guy. Yes, the Dai Li are definitely still chasing you. They have been the entire time. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so yeah, you pull on into town and you're driving through these different, uh, there's like a sort of commercial district where there's shops and whatnot. There's kind of an arts district. There's a residential district. Let's have uh, whoever would like to may go ahead and roll to assess a situation to try and find this persimmering dragon. Well, I was actually hoping I could talk to a local. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Hey, Ma, would you pull over? I, I need to ask for directions. I'm old enough where my ego doesn't get in the way and I can ask for directions. Okay, sure. Excuse me, young man, you there, boy. And this boy turns towards you and you see he's got just like a big old drip of snot hanging from his nose as he's playing <laughs> with like some little carved wooden animals in the street. Great choice. Um, I would like to ask you what interesting locations are nearby. Um, I guess I need to roll for that. Yeah, that is going to be rolling with Harmony, I believe. Yes. That's an 11, so I get to ask two questions. <laughs> All right. So the first question you ask is what interesting locations are nearby? Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping he says 
well, here's a simmering dragon, but we'll see what he actually says. He <laughs> points down one of the streets and he says, well, over there's the persimmering dragon. It's my favorite <laughs> restaurant. Good lad, good boy. And there's also <laughs> some metalworking places that are pretty cool right over there. That's like what my dad is into. He does metalwork kind of stuff, so I'm pretty into it. Well, I'm sure you're very talented. Um, who would you say is the most famous person around these parts? Who is your local icon, your hero? Mm. Or maybe villain, I don't know. Just who's the most famous person around here? Oh, well, everybody knows about the drama that's going on with the Fucho family and the Kurma family. So it's hard to say, like, is it Xana who's the most notorious person? Is it Mr. Fucho who's the most notorious? It's this whole restaurant rivalry thing going on. It's pretty juicy. Well, luckily I've come to town very thirsty, so this juice should be quenching. The quenchiest. You've done well, my boy. I'm going to pull out, like, some coinage from my little pouch and plop it in his hand. All right. He grabs the coins and uh, scurries off down a little side street. That was good. You got some good info. Yes, apparently the restaurant is right there, which is nice. That's perfect. After we're done there, I definitely want to stop by and see this metal worker guy. It sounds pretty cool. Yes, and the names were Fucho and Korma, I believe. For the families, we'll need to keep an ear to the ground for that. And as you approach the restaurant where this young boy was pointing, Amar, as you're getting close, you can see, oh, yep, this is the place that I saw in my vision. Initially, it was mostly focused on the Persimmering Dragon itself, and you can see there's a much larger crowd there, but you can see across the street is this building that you can tell has definitely seen brighter days. It's pretty large, but there's not a whole ton of people in it, and you see it says the Wild Persimmon Tea Shop. Interesting. But hey, guys, this is it, for sure. The Walkman's got to be right inside. All right, let's walk this way. Walk the walk and talk the talk. (laughs) You start heading in there, and you can see that the front facade of this building, uh, it's got kind of a covered porch sort of area where there are outdoor tables and the pillars and the latticework above. There's these lovely kind of crawling ivy vines that are wrapping all around the latticework, creating a nice bit of shade from above. You pass by, like, this table is kind of close to the entrance there, and you see a couple people who are kind of having this torture artist sort of session. (laughs) Uh, You see there's one person who's got this little pipa, one of those sort of Chinese lutes that he's strumming around on. The other has a bunch of, like, parchment out in front of her, and she's got her brush and is painting this beautiful calligraphy and whatnot, and they're kind of just here near the front entrance. And further inside, you can hear the sizzling of food and whatnot. Oh no, you guys, I'm starving. That does smell really good. That was a long ride. Oh my gosh, did you hear that? (laughs) Was that your stomach? I think it was all three of them. You have have three three stomachs? stomachs? No, I'm just really hungry. Marmars counts for one. Yeah, there you go. I'll grab us a table then. Excuse me, uh, friends, you, you seem to be locals. Is this a please wait to be seated kind of a scenario? Do we just grab a table? Uh, yeah, you can grab a table anywhere you would like, and then eventually you'll be greeted by one of the waiters and they will attend to you. Uh, Mr. Fucho is a busy man, so he's had to get some new people in here to help run the place, but still an amazing friend to this day. Oh, I, would it be an imposition if we joined you? Uh, we're relatively new in town, and uh, we've already heard about Mr. Fucho and... 
Apparently something going on with the Korma family. We just, we want to make sure we have a good lay of the land and we don't put our foot in anything. Ah, uh, yes, it's a terrible tragedy what happened back then. That's kind of how we bonded. Um, yes, uh, my name is Duchin, by the way. I'm a musician, but uh, I just haven't been feeling my muse ever since, you know, my son got called to serve the Fire Nation. And this here is Shoka. And this younger girl who's sitting with him uh, looks up from her calligraphy and she smiles and gives you a little wave. And Duchin says, and tell them your tale of tragedy. And she's like, oh, it's not quite as tragic. I mean, I, 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 my heart is broken every single night because my boyfriend's not here at the moment, but <laughs> I know he's coming back. He's out sailing on the Unity right now, just spreading all of the beautiful technological advances there around the world. And as soon as he comes back, we're going to get married and it's going to be wonderful. But I miss him terribly every single day. I can't feel his arms around me and I go home to a cold bed by myself every night. It's just, uh, you know how it is. I do. I'm a monk. <laughs> my, my name is Jatsun, by the way. Uh, this is my friend Amar and Zaya. We are uh, knowledge seekers. Uh, I'm looking at the menu here and th I can't decide whether I should get the walk this way or I'm walking here. Uh, what would you recommend? Well, if you're into something really, really spicy, uh, this one, it's not as big of a hit, but I really like walking on the sun. Oh. Amar's ears perk up. That sounds... Interesting. I'll give it a try. Yeah, well, you've got to be careful because if you're not really into spicy stuff, it's going to smash your mouth right off. Amor? Don't worry. If you can't eat it, I will. Okay. But I'll probably get one for myself anyway. Uh, and uh, uh, Zaya, what do you want? Um, I think this food is made for walking. Sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> I did a bug! Bravo. Well done. <laughs> Yes, Duchin calls over, like flags down this younger sort of servant boy, and you notice, hey, surprise, surprise, it's the guy who you gave the coins to earlier. Apparently he was like playing hooky from work, and now he's got an apron on, and he shows it, and he's like, oh, hi, yeah, I didn't expect to see you again so soon. Uh, what can I get for you? The snot-nosed kid? Yeah, the snot-nosed kid. Gross. It seems the hard times have been hard indeed. Um, anyway... Yes, we will take uh, two walking on the sun. We'll also take a this food is made for walking. And just in case, could you also have like a walk this way, please? We're not sure if Jetsun can handle the spiciness of the walking on the sun, but I am hungry enough. I think I could eat his. So Yes, yes, of course. Uh, I'll go tell Mr. Fucho right away. And goes rushing back in. And you see him kind of like weaving through all the tables to the back counter area. He dings a little bell and you see a man turns from the walk station towards him. And sure enough, Amar, this is the man that you remember from your vision. That's him. That's the walk man. No matter how the food turns out, you need to make sure you get back there to give your compliments to the chef. Of course. So start figuring out what's going on. Absolutely. Jetsun. I'm a little bit concerned. Do you know anything about the child labor laws in the Fire Nation colonies? I don't remember anything. And that kid, he's like sitting in the street playing with little toys, and now he is a waiter. This just doesn't seem right. You know, a lot of these restaurants are run by families. That's probably his son, maybe nephew. Okay. Um, I am sorry. Uh, Dushin, you said, right? Yes. And, and Shoka, um... You mentioned that there was some kerfuffle to do with the Korba and the Fucho family. He and Shoka kind of look at each other and shake their heads a little bit. And Shoka says, 
Well, yes, it used to be back in the day, there were two really popular restaurants here in Udao. There was the Wild Persimmon across the street that was run by the Kurma family and Earth Kingdom family. And then this used to be just the Simmering Dragon. It was owned by Fire Nation people. And then a couple decades ago, the two heirs of the two restaurants fell in love and got married. Uh, Mr. Fuchou's family was kind of not too happy about it at first, but they eventually warmed up to their new daughter-in-law. Uh, unfortunately, the Korma family, they, uh, you know, years and years ago, they felt like they got really slighted by the Simmering Dragon, and they haven't really gotten over it ever since then, so they kind of disowned her, haven't really been speaking to anybody over here since. You know, they lost some business when the merger happened here at the Persimmering Dragon, so Xana, the owner, she turned it into just a tea shop because they couldn't handle, you know, cooking the food there anymore. It's kind of a, a rough situation for the family. Jetsun removes his glasses and dabs at his eyes. <laughs> I love a good star-crossed lover story. And Duchin says, ah, a bit more star-crossed lovers than you might have thought at first. You see, everything was everything was going pretty great for them for a while. They were they were in love. They had a beautiful daughter, and then one day there was a, a terrible fire back in the kitchen. Nobody knows exactly what happened, but unfortunately, uh, Mr. Fucho's wife on Yao she passed away in that fire, and Zana took that as an opportunity to start spreading the rumor that he was the one who caused the fire in the first place and led to the death of his wife. And he's been mourning that ever since. But he's taken some solace recently. His daughter decided to go to war. Sozin has been really trying to get people to come into the war effort and to bolster the Fire Nation. That's where my son went off to. And uh, he, Sony, he, while he's having a tough time still mourning the death of his wife, his daughter working in the in the military effort is really buoying up his spirits. It's helping him to improve his art. That's kind of like the whole deal we've got working on here. The three of us, we feel like we've lost a certain part of ourselves and our art has kind of suffered for it. And so we come together and we just corroborate with each other and try and do what we can to lift each other's spirits. And I, I still don't quite feel like I have the same musical acuity that I did back before my son went away. But Shoka here, your calligraphy is getting better and she looks down at one of the sheets and she just tears it in half and says no it's not if i look closely do i see teardrops like spreading the ink slowly across the page yeah she's been getting kind of emotional hearing this story kind of relayed here um just a question is this kind of the first time i'm hearing it referred to as a war effort rather than just like the Fire Nation trying to spread its influence? Uh, this is the first time that you've heard of any, like, military draft. Interesting. That is very interesting. I'm, I'm very sorry that you've all gone through this, especially Mr. Fucho. I, I, I wonder if there's anything we can do to help. We, we'd be happy to offer our services. We recently settled a bit of a problem up in Bossing Say. I don't see why we couldn't maybe help out here. Oh, so you guys are problem solvers of a sort. Sort of uh, investigators, you might say. Knowledge seekers. Knowledge seekers, yes. We discover a lot of problems, and if possible, we try and solve them. I have found that most problems are simply the result of ignorance, and once all the facts are known, things tend to work themselves out. Yes, well, maybe you can find some information here that would be helpful. But yes, I was meaning to ask you, you've got these like nice ponchos and they, it looks like you're part of like an organization. And before he can like get into that, you hear kind of a squeaking noise and there's a little cart that's coming out towards you. 
and you see Mr. Fucho is the one who's wheeling the cart, and the young boy is kind of at his heels, very excited, and he steps forward and says, Ah, well, why Sheng here told me that I had people sitting with my best friends. I figured I might as well come and meet you myself. Mr. Fucho, it, it is an honor to meet you, and I'll, I'll stand up and shake his hand if I can, and... Flamio Hartman. Flamio Hartman. It's uh, nice to get a friendly word from a fellow fire citizen. I think I killed McKenna. I mean, technically, yes. He's like, oh, well, I came it's, over many years ago. This is what they were doing. It's time period appropriate. Yeah. I've, I've actually been waiting to do this for a long time because we haven't met any Fire Nation citizens before. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, nice to meet you. My name is Zaya. Um, this is Jet Soon. And you introduce yourself, Amar, right? Oh, yes, sorry. I am Amar Ukami. I know I visited here in my youth, but it has been a quite a long time. But uh, I remember your restaurant. It is fantastic. Oh, hopefully it's good memories. Always, always. And he looks at all of you and says, Well, what brings you to you now then? You look very official. Oh, well, you see, we were recently in uh, the foggy swamps. And uh, we all had visions, spiritual experiences. Uh, we are being guided by that, and uh, we were told to come to you. Oh! And I look at, <laughs> I look at Amar, and I look at Zaya, and I just kind of smile and nod, like that's the right thing to say. Uh, I just want to say, in the time span that you're explaining that, Zaya doesn't really like uh, feeling like, oh yeah, you guys look so official. And I'm like, ah, no, that's not me, man. So the poncho has since slipped around my waist in time, <laughs> just for imagery's sake. Yes, that is uh, hard to believe, but it is true. And um, from what we hear from your friend here, we might be able to help you out. We are uh, we are knowledge seekers. We are investigators of sorts. And if you have a problem, we would like to help you with it. Interesting. Uh, you are officials. Where, where do you come here from? Oh, uh, Wan Shitong's library. It's out in out in the desert. And um, as soon as you say the library, his eyes light up, and he says, "Oh, then I have great thanks to offer you. Here, give me just a moment." And he rushes back, and after a while he comes back out with a scroll in his hand, and he says, You were the ones who gifted my daughter this scroll to give to me. Absolutely we were. May I see it? It has been a while since I... I'm a bit of a curator there. Yes, yes. Uh, it's going to take me a while before I can master the recipe. It's a very unusual one, but here you go. And he unrolls it in front of you, and you see it's a recipe for soup dumplings. I knew it! <laughs> Hold up. And in my mind, little red thread attaches to attack, spins to another, then another, then another. All the map pieces start to come together, and I go... <laughs> <laughs> I got dead with that one. I got That's a passable imitation. Passable. Passable! It's, I mean, I'm an old man. I can't do it as well as him. <laughs> The dumplings on the windowsill. It's all connected. <laughs> Your daughter, uh, Taya, how, how is she these days? Oh, she was actually just here. Uh, she stopped by after, you know, she'd just come back from a mission, something she was doing for Lord Sozin. She said she didn't have long to stop by, but she gave me this gift from you that I'm, I'm very grateful for. This recipe is going to really boost things for my restaurant here. Uh, but she said that uh, before she could go report back to Lord Sozin, she had one final uh, loose end to take care of up in Tekak, I think it was. Of course, yes, uh, Tekak. That was actually next on our uh, list of cities to hit. Um, oh, terrible tragedy that happened up in Tekak a few decades ago. Oh, no. Y yes, it it really was that... Uh... <clears throat> it is very unfortunate. 
but um, uh, did she say what she was doing in Tekak, or just it was just a, uh, another thing she had to do for Fire Lord Sozin? Uh, yes, a, a job for Fire Lord Sozin. A particular man that she was looking for, uh, that she needed to get in contact with. Didn't give me too many of the details, and you know, I don't ask too much because if the Fire Lord wants it to stay secret, then who am I to try and impose? Yeah, yeah. No, we we, we remember Ty stopping by. Um, Actually, um. That's part of the reason we came here. You see, we gave that to her, obviously, um, but we forgot to make a copy of it for our own records. Would you mind if I copied this down really quick and I, and I gave it to you? You see, just we would hate to lose some of that knowledge to leave the library permanently. Oh, I, I wouldn't mind at all. Uh, in fact, Shoko, you wouldn't mind if we borrow some of your paper, would you? And as they're kind of arranging that, you hear a voice from across the street shout out, Hey, Walkman! And he looks up, and at just the right moment, he ducks down, and you see a large stone comes flying from across the street and smashes an urn behind him. Everybody kind of gets up in a hurry. You look in that direction, and you see a figure running away, and it just calls back, Go back to the Fire Nation, why don't ya? Oh, dear. I'm going to run after him. I'm running after him. Yeah, I'm gone. (laughs) All right, so you're running after this guy, and Zaya, were you running after him as well? Yeah. Can we just hop on Fifi and Zoom? Sure, if you'd like to. Yeah, vroom, vroom. And so you guys hop on Fifi, and uh, we'll follow you in just a moment, but uh, Jetsoon, as you're kind of in the midst of this kerfuffle, you see another figure across the street who's standing there, this older woman who's just seething with her arms crossed. As the noise kind of dies down, she calls across the street and she says, I always told my niece that things would never go well if she married you, and now look where she is. I'd keep trying to say it to her, but she can't hear me under six feet of dirt. Oh, dear. What? I'm going to look to Mr. Fucho. How's he doing? He is visibly shaken, and you see Duchin gets up and he starts hitting over. He's like, Xana, not right now, please, and goes to like do some damage control. Shoka gets up and puts her arms around Mr. Fucho and says, it's okay, Sony, don't worry. We've been through this before and, you know, it's it's okay. We don't blame you. Nobody thinks you actually did anything wrong. It was a terrible accident. We all believe you. And he gives a little smile and says, yes, uh, I'm going to go blow off some steam for a moment, uh, if you don't mind. I'm going to go cook up another batch of walk this way. Uh, sorry, sorry, Mr. Jetsoon, I believe it was. Uh, sorry you had to see that. I'll get you a free dessert if you would like to help make up for the, the terrible disturbance there. Not at all. It's actually Mr. of the library, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> no, everything is... You're just the worst. Everything is perfectly fine, you see. I would, I would be very happy to help. Unfortunately, I can't allow my friends to get into trouble. They're young and a little hot-headed sometimes. You know how youths can be. I... I will be back, though. Um, I've just got to follow them. And I'm kind of torn, but I, I'm going to go after them. Uh, right as you turn around to follow Amar and Zai, you bump into Duchin, and he's got his face in his hands. And as you bump into him, he's like, oh, goodness. And you see he's like visibly flustered at this point, And he's like, Sony is never going to get his muse back if people don't stop blaming him for this. I mean, and it just it throws me off. I don't know how I haven't been able to write a song ever since my son left. And it's just, everything feels like it's falling apart. Look, I am, I'm very sorry. I'm sure he'll come home one day. Uh, I, I wish I could help more. And I'm starting to get a little flustered myself. Would it be okay if I marked shaken? Mm-hmm. 
Mark Shaken. Um, and I'm gonna kind of stumble out of the shop, think about, you know, they just mentioned the horrible thing, and yes, I've kind of began forgiving myself about everything, but I'm still, oh, I'm still trying to process. I just learned some really shocking information, so I'm just gonna run away for a second because I'm shaken. <laughs> And I'm going to run after my friends. All right. So Zaya and Amar, you're chasing after this dude. First thing I'm going to need from Amar, let's have you push your luck to see if you can like get on Fifi in time to start chasing after him before you lose sight of him. That's a nine. So you're going to do it, but it's going to cost you to scrape by. You hop onto Fifi and you vroom, vroom, vroom you can see this guy just like beginning to round a corner and you're like, oh, can't lose him, can't lose him right now. And you peel out and you accidentally like knock out one of the supports that's holding up part of the sort of front patio area. It like goes flying out and some of the upper lattice work kind of cracks and the ivy's just like barely holding it in place. But you go peeling out after him and you manage to turn the corner and you can see this guy and he hears the rumbling noise from behind him and looks at you in panic and reaches down and shoves both of his fists into the ground beneath him. And you see a pair of pillars perfectly matching where his fists are shoot him up into the air. And he does a little somersault on top of the building next to him. This guy is slippery. I have an idea. Go for it. Um, could we make a geyser? Uh, yeah. What do you want that to look like? Um, get a big thing of water up underneath me because the geyser is essentially like really, really hot water. Mm -hmm. Pressurized hot water. Pressurized hot water. So if I can contain this, a ton of water in a small space underneath me, and then if you can heat it up, that can blast me up onto the roof. You're trying to make a steam bomb. I love it. All right. Let's have the two of you working together. Uh, We're going to have, let's say, Zaya roll to rely on your skills and training, and Amar, you can assist her with that if you would like. Uh, And just, I haven't mentioned this yet, I'm going to give this man who's running away a four clock. When we fill that up, that's when you've captured him. Okay, so I'm definitely assisting. And that's just a plus one? Yep. That's a six. Oh, man. So you get together and you're like, okay, we've never tried this before. We'll give it a shot. And so you're holding this water beneath you, pressurizing it, holding it together as much as you can. Amar, you're in there, you're agitating the water molecules, heating them up. And Zaya, you're finding it more and more difficult to contain. And at the last moment, Rise, you're about to release yourself. You slip a little too early and you feel scalding water spray across your stomach. (gasps) Uh, How do you feel about that? Uh, Really insecure. All right, go ahead and mark insecure. It's okay, it's okay. And I've been trying to tail him this whole time down in the alleyways while he's up on the roof. Kind of, you know, it seems like something out of Indiana Jones. I don't think there's a specific, you know, somebody's on a motorcycle while another person's on a roof, but it feels like it. There's something. Yeah. Some cultural reference. So we're going to, at this point, actually have some racing clocks. Ooh, yeah. Uh, You've got a four clock to try and catch him. He's got a four clock to try and escape. And as you guys fumble with this failure that you've had here, he's going to mark one tick on his four clock. Um, I would like to, as I'm chasing them down, see the pillar that they knocked over, and I'm going to stop, apologize to whoever owns it, give them some oh, money. Oh, this is, this is the persimmering dragon that they knocked oh, the pillar out. Oh, right outside the front? Yep, first yeah. thing as we uh, peeled away. That's, okay, well, I'm going to pause immediately, turn around, pay for our meals, put some more money down, 
<laughs> you know what? You can just keep the recipe. <laughs> and I'm just going to go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You skid around the corner and you see Zaya clutching at her stomach area. You see Amar starting to rush after this guy who you can just barely see. Like, you can't actually see him, but you can see his shadow being cast on the wall of the building next to it. Ooh. On the shadow, do I see him carrying anything, holding like any sort of object or weapon or anything like that? Nah, just himself. Okay. Um, then I'm just going to try and catch up. All right. Let's have you roll to... Uh, what, what does it look like as you try to catch up? Um, I broke my glider, and I haven't had Amar finish building me a new one yet. Oh, that's right. You got the wood from the tree, but... But it hasn't been turned into a glider yet. Mm. Um, so instead, I'm just going to, like a airplane propeller, I'm just going to hold it behind my head and start spinning it and air bend myself forward while like standing flat on my feet, kind of skiing across the ground. All right, let's have you rely on your skills and training for that one. That is a seven. Ooh, so you are really just pushing yourself, trying to make it along. Uh, you're not used to like propelling yourself along the ground. You're much more used to propelling yourself like actually up in the air. And, you know, the air scooter hasn't been invented yet. It's not going to be invented for a while. Or actually, maybe it has been. You just haven't met the guy who invented it. <laughs> Either way, regardless, you start chasing after him. You're going to tick one section of your four clock. So the two of you are currently tied. I'd like to say that I am vroom vrooming as fast as I can, trying to keep up with him along the ground in these alleyways. And Ned, what are these buildings made of? Uh, a lot of them are made of stone, but some of them you see there's like sheet metal and stuff on them as well. And it's kind of a tight alleyway that you're in right now. Okay, I want to find a cart and launch up onto the rooftops for this chase. Okay, uh, let's have you push your luck for that. Yeah, vroom vroom. All right, that's another nine. Okay, so you're going to get up there, but it's going to cost you... You find a cart and you're like, okay, let's give this a shot. You vroom, vroom, go up into the air. And when you land on the roof, you don't land quite right. And Fifi goes spinning out from underneath oh, you no. across the roof. And you go rolling. You like catch yourself. You're going to take two fatigue from that, we'll say. All right. And we're going to mark one tick in your clock and one tick in the escaper's clock. So you're both at two tied neck and neck. Um, I will be just continuing the chase on foot then. I can come back for Fifi later. All right. Um, if I've been throwing myself forward, I would like to try and get ahead of this guy. Mm -hmm. As I'm going there, you know, there's street vendors around me and they're selling whatever they're selling. Somebody's got to be selling some sort of pots and pans. And I'm going to swipe a few and drop some coins as I ride, as I run past. <laughs> and then I'm going to try and get ahead of him and bang the pots together, like kind of catch up in a little whirlwind to make it sound like somebody's coming from the other direction to trick him into slowing down and maybe turning the other way. Mm. All right. Roll to trick an NPC. All right. Let's see if I can do this one. This one. Oh, yes. 11. Nice. Ooh. I think you give me the bad dice. That's a full <laughs> success. So you get to pick two of the following options. They stumble, take plus one forward to acting against them. They act foolishly. I tell you what additional opportunity they give you or they overcommit and are deceived for some time. I'm going to choose the first two. They stumble and they act foolishly. All right. So with that full success, you're going to mark the final two ticks on your four clock. He hears that noise. You like project the sound far out ahead of him. 
and he stops, like skids on his feet. You can see he's like carving up some of the rock with his earthbending, trying to keep himself in place because he was moving pretty quick. And he tries to turn and pivot. And right at that moment, he runs smack dab into Amar yes. as you are getting your bearing. Oh, I'm running low on money. I got to stop throwing money at all these problems. <laughs> I'd like to eventually just come like out of breath, still clutching my stomach, just... <sighs> <sighs> okay, <laughs> we got him. Zaya, could you create some ice restraints to hold him? Amar's got to go get his bike and we'll get him down here. Okay. Yeah, so since we've already marked that clock that says you've captured this guy, that's easy enough for you. And Amar, as you're like holding him down, Zaya freezes his arms to the top of this roof. And as you start walking away, he's like, you people are the problem with the Earth Kingdom these days. King Jaloon says we got to get rid of all of you. I'm coming up to him at this point, and I shuffle, shuffle, click, shuffle, shuffle, click. I've spoken with King Jaloon quite recently, actually. I'll be wheeling Fifi over and say he actually played by show with him, too. Yes, we had a wonderful conversation. It turns out he had been given some bad advice. Uh, perhaps you have as well? He's a pretty unhappy about being restrained. He's going to spit in your face. Ah, I thought you were an earthbender, not a waterbender. <laughs> Anything's better than being a firebender, especially one who tries to masquerade as an Earth Kingdom citizen. Where is this animosity for the Fire Nation coming from? They've perhaps pushed their borders. They're a little ambitious in their sharing of ideas, but there's been no real force, save for a few incidents here and there. You're relatively young looking. Who is feeding your fire of hatred? So you're saying that you want for there to be a show of force? You want to wait for the Fire Nation to show up and start killing people before you take action? You've probably been cloistered away up in your temple wherever you come from. You don't know what it's like out here. We're as close to the Fire Nation as you can get. We can see the rumblings happening. Then tell us what it's like. Well, every day I'm ready for war. There will not be a war. Fire Lord Sozin is ambitious, but... The four kingdoms live in harmony. No one would upset that. And where's the Avatar to keep the harmony? The cycle of the Avatar continues. We only lost Avatar Roku not but nearly 12 years ago. The new Avatar is not in a position or an age to accept the responsibilities. They will come. And if there is this imbalance you speak of, it will be set right. You... I was young once, full of spit and vinegar, and I finally wipe away the spit from my cheek. It always feels like something terrible is about to happen, but life goes on. You are the one causing problems today. It wasn't a Fire Nation citizen who threw a stone through a window and accosted poor Mr. Fucho. Well, what about Mr. Fucho killing his wife all those years ago? Tell us what you know about that, young man. We are new here. She died in a fire back in their kitchen. You don't have to have perfect sight to see what happened. I mean, you just have to talk to Xana, and she'll let you know what happened. She's closer to them than anybody else. Fires happen in kitchens all the time. And waterbenders drown. Accidents happen. Well, while the Avatar waits to be old enough to solve the nation's problems... I'm going to make sure that no accidents happen to the people I love. Violence does not solve violence. You can go on your way if you want, but if they are what you claim them to be, then what you are doing right now is no better than them. 
You don't lead by showing them who's got the stronger muscles or who's got the bigger brain. You lead by example of what life should be. I don't want to hear another word. I will let you go and think what you can do to make the situation better. Calm the tensions you believe are there. That is the only way you will solve that problem. And I'll remove the ice. Since he told me you didn't want to hear any more words, he just stands up without saying anything, kind of brushes himself off, and walks to the edge of the building and hops down. Hey, Zaya. Yeah? That was hot. <laughs> good, good job. I'm going to stand up and roll my eyes and just start walking back to the restaurant. <laughs> Flame me a hot woman, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Zaya. If you want to talk, keep walking with me. No, I don't think we should go back. Why? I confirmed that that man is Taya's father. He he told us she's not here. I want to help these people. There is a tension here that runs deep. And, and you just want to let it continue and build. I don't... We can return afterwards. We have let ourselves be distracted in the past. And never for ill, I would say. We've done good. And we will continue to do good. We have a very solid lead as to where Taya is. And I am a little worried for Amar as well. What? We know the Fire Lord wanted to tie up loose ends by getting rid of him. I'm a little worried that Taya is going to tie up the loose end of his father. And I know you have a complicated relationship, but I don't think you want your father to be taken out. Amar kind of chuckles and then goes a little pale with the realization of what could be happening. Zaya, I, I think that Jetsun is right. We have a chance to stop her. And potentially, by stopping her, we may be able to stop all of this animosity, all of this that is going on. We could be stopping much bigger things. I think we need to vroom vroom away. We need to get there fast to Tekak. Every time you say vroom vroom from now on, you're buying all of us dinner. Deal. Vroom, vroom. Let's go. <laughs> and I know you're concerned. You've always had a very caring heart. But Zaya, we can come back. This isn't... We... We are knowledge seekers. And now that we've come here, I fear we may be missing some very crucial knowledge. We'll need to come back. But right now, I worry what she has planned. You're right. Yeah, we need, we, 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 we need to. Um, Amor... I hope your dad's okay. Me too. Do you think you guys could help me get Fifi off this roof? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely, yes. You want to just... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Coming down. Oh, these squats have really helped. <laughs> <laughs> and so we pan away from the knowledge seekers as they struggle to get this motorcycle down from a roof. Very unceremonious. <laughs> <laughs> and the camera follows the alleyways back to the Persimmering Dragon. And we see in the middle of the street, that young snotty-nosed boy is being dragged towards the wild persimmon by Xana. And she says, I told you, you can never speak to your uncle again. You're not going to work for him. You're not going to go into that building. You're going to stay right here, okay? And he looks back sadly across the way as people are trying to like shore up this broken timber that was holding up the front awning. One of the people who's kind of helping with that is Duchin, and after they kind of get it back up loosely in place, he sits back down at the table and picks up his pipa, and he starts kind of plucking at it solemnly, just trying to come up with some inspiration. 
and Mr. Fucho steps out and puts a hand on his shoulder and says, Things are rough right now, but it'll all work out. They're coming back. You know, Ty will come marching home. Your son will come marching home. It'll all work out. And he steps back into the restaurant as Duchin looks up at the ivy above him and watches as the leaves from the vine begin falling so slow. where we're going to pick up next time. Masterful. Oh. Beautiful. Right in the feels. I suspected this is what, what something like this is going to happen. So halfway through, I'm sitting here going on the Avatar wiki, being like, okay, like what information is there about the leaves on the vine song? Do we know anything about it? Like where did it come from? <laughs> da, 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 da. And there's nothing there. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is something I've been plotting from the beginning of the campaign. Are you kidding? I wanted you guys to meet the person who wrote Leaves from the Vine. Oh. And we finally made it happen. My gosh. Man, we came in like a whirlwind and they hit us back just as hard and we are I am shaken yep. Same. Oh. we're gonna have a lot to talk about on the obligatory talk back after this yeah. oh is that what we're doing after this uh, I would like to I have some stuff to get off my <laughs> yes. chest and uh, the rest of you can hear that as well if you uh, check out the obligatory talk back but for now thanks so much for listening to ImpTab Avatar and we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Avatar Legends if you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a young child with some shiny new copper pieces from a very nice Air Nomad if you would go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media, at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to connect with us, you know, maybe you'd like to chat with Christian about his birthday that he had recently. We've been talking <laughs> a lot about Christian's birthday in these episodes, but, you know, it's, it's an important it's event. It's because we're recording on his birthday. <laughs> yes. You know, don't be afraid to reach out to us in one of those channels. Now it's time for us to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. Stickers, yeah, stickers, yeah. stickers. Yeah, 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 boy. First person we're shouting out today is our newest Sticker Club patron, Tim Rust. Tim! Hi, Tim. And I'm going to let Christian McKenna talk about this guy because apparently they know him. I do. Listen, Tim is one of the people that, you know, started a farm of white hamsters from the Southern Water Tribe. Um, <laughs> he's a white hamster farmer. He's a white hamster farmer. Um, and he just makes them super happy. Actually, I believe the term is rancher. Ah, you're right. You don't farm uh, animals. Rancher. You have to herd the <laughs> hamsters. Um, and uh, Marmar, is, he's the only person that Marmar trusts. Um, aside from... Aside from Zaya. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and McKenna. But, um, no, Tim worked on production of Little Women with me and found the podcast from me not shutting up about it. <laughs> so, and then we would spend backstage talking about it every now and then, so it was fun. 
Hi, Tim. Right on. We're glad to have you on board. Uh, the next person we're shouting at is McKenna Randall. I don't know uh, her. Who's that? Yeah, McKenna Randall is the person who won a contest to name a new dish called This Food Was Made for Walking at the Persimmon <laughs> Dragon. I was waiting. I was like, I'm going to find another one. And my next one was going to be Little Sally Walker. Oh, my That's gosh. That's good. That's good. Thanks. I would have been like, ugh, I'm just, actually, I'm not feeling really hungry today. Can I get the Little Sally Walker? <laughs> Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, walk the line, Ooh, <laughs> or a walk to remember. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh man! Well, the last person we're shouting out is Christine Lines, and you know, as good as Mr. Fucho's recipes are, you can't beat a grandmother's recipes. No. It's true. So thanks to all of these Sticker Club patrons. We'll have more to shout out next week, but for now, thanks so much. We love you. We're grateful for your support. And we're going to get around to a round of plugs. Christian, would you like to take that this week? For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. As always, we have our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball. They have been going off recently. It is so much fun. I mean, I don't know if you've been seeing them all over social media, listening to them. If you haven't, you should. They are super fun. We've also got our big old backlog of fate campaigns, little four-part episodes that are wild, zany, crazy, and all kinds of fun. Which brings me to our next one, our Patreon. We love our imps, our patrons. They are our pride and joy, our gleam in our eye, the reason we get up every day. And it is thanks to them that we get to keep doing this. And the more people that join, the more rewards we can unlock, including bringing back those fate episodes. Uh, so we look forward to that in the future uh, as we continue to grow and work together as a community. Yes. <laughs> it is not my cat kneading his paws on my bladder that wakes me up every morning. It is our patrons. <laughs> so thank you very much. Count Strahd von Zarevich is a patron. <laughs> I am more his patron than anything else. I suppose. Um... And as always, we just love you guys and are so happy to be able to do this with you. Um, personal plug, if you ever have the opportunity, you win a contest, you have, uh, something happens where you're able to go on a cruise, do it, guys. <laughs> I got lucky enough to have grandparents who wanted to take me on a cruise. And I'm not a fan of the big ocean water scariness because it's deep and there's a lot of stuff there and that scares me. But the cruise ship was a dream. So I'm just going to plug that. If you get the chance, do it. And I guess more just if you get the chance to do something new, do it. Life is short and full of repetitive events. So anytime you can break that up, take advantage of it. Well, everybody, thanks so much for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar 10,000 Things. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Caleb Anderton, playing Amaru Kami. McKenna Steele, playing Zaya. And Christian Randall, playing Jetsoon of the Library. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. I was going to plug a video game called Return of the Obra Dinn, but if you don't want to be scared about the stuff that lurks underneath the mm -hmm. ocean, maybe don't play that game. No. I no. don't. I I like turtles a lot. I don't like what's around them. Well, then you know what? Play Gris. That's a really good <gasps> video game. It looks so pretty. Yeah. It's got a really cool turtle in it. I feel like you're winding me up to get scared. No, don't you worry. 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 I'll make him play it. I'll make him play it. And then it, he'll go. It is, it is legitimately a delightful and very charming game. Okay. <laughs>